This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. The Buck Sexton Show. You are entering the Blaze Threat Ops Center. This is a secure space. All outside comms are down. Prepare to receive the Buck Brief. Michael Pregent is a former intel officer with the United States military and an adjunct fellow at the Hudson Institute. He was just over in Iraq. We're going to talk to him about the major offensive to take back Mosul from the Islamic State. Mike, great to have you. Hey, thanks for having me, Buck. Appreciate it. All right, Mike, you were just over there. Tell us, what did you see? What did you find out? Well, um, I, I was with the Peshmerga, so I went to the uh, front lines with the Peshmerga on two fronts, the uh, Mashika front and the the Mahmur front, and basically these these towns and the towns that the Iraqi army have have said they've uh, secured already uh, basically are uninhabited. Uh, there are obstacle belts, there are snipers, there are tunnels, and there are pockets of resistance. But you're looking at anywhere from ten to thirty guys. So that's what the battle is has primarily been focused on now is securing the route to Mosul. So the the, the Mosul operation itself. Uh, hasn't started yet, but it's basically like marching on D.C. and and you're and you're still in Fredericksburg, or you're still you know on your way to D.C. on on I-95, so you're not there yet, not even close to it, and that's the real fight. If that makes any sense. Yeah, of course. So they're sort of in the outlying outlying towns and districts, making their way closer to Mosul. I know the estimates are that there are about five thousand ISIS fighters that have stayed behind and are dug in. In, in Mosul, uh, would you say the the resistance that the the Pesh the Peshmerga have been up against is more or less what they expected, or has it been a bit a bit stiffer, a bit more fierce than they had anticipated? There have admittedly been some surprises. Uh, the tunnel networks were a little bit more advanced than they thought, I and mean, you've seen some of the videos with an ISIS fighter actually detonating, you know, blowing himself up, things like that. But um, you know, so far it's been a a, a selfie campaign. Uh, majority of the front line, it's Iraqi soldiers, uh, militias, and and even the Peshmerga taking photos of themselves on the front line, uh, and, which which is good in a way because it shows that there's security. But at at the same time, all it takes is an ISIS sniper to take one of them out, and then there's chaos. Right. So it, it doesn't really appear like something you and I would be used to, as far as a U.S. military operation where soldiers aren't taking selfies on the front line. It's a methodical approach. It's a logistical approach, and it's an intel-driven operation. Right now, in my assessment, just just based on what I saw there on the ground and what I've been tracking, um, you know, through 
through sources and other reports is that there are four different efforts going into Mosul. There's the Peshmerga effort. They will not go into Mosul. They're simply going to take blocking positions around the city, uh, basically the eastern side of the city and the southeastern side. Then you have the Iraqi army, which is actually going to go into Mosul. And then you have the Shia militias, which are the wild card, which say that they are not asking permission to go into Mosul, uh, and they'll be part of the operation. And that's what's prompting the Turkish response. That's what's prompting the Peshmerga to be more concerned. And that's what's prompting the Iraqi security forces to say that, hey, we got this under control. What is and the Turkish – what are, what are the Turkish equities in this? Why are they in a, in a tizzy about what's going on in Mosul? Well, the thing about the, the proximity of, of Mosul to the Turkish border, and their main concern is as this predominantly Shia Iraqi force comes towards Mosul, and as the Peshmerga come from the east, another force that that Muslawis, people from Mosul, consider invaders, that the refugees are simply going to go to Turkey. So the Turkish forces are there to, to stop that. They're also there to reassure the public that, hey, we're, we're, we're not coming in to destroy your city or... Um, label you as ISIS collaborators. We're actually here to ensure ISIS can't come this way and encourage you not to come this way as well. And I say that in soft terms. What um, are some of the dirty tricks that the Pesh or that you just expect ISIS to pull to, to pull here in order to make this? I mean, clearly for them, even if they can't hold the city, and it, it seems like they can't, it might take weeks, maybe months for the city to be cleared, but just based on the numbers, eventually ISIS... Uh, there will be no ISIS flags flying over Mosul, one would think. But the more casualties, the more chaos, and the more disorder they can sow in the meantime, the better for the ISIS cause. What are some of the things that you expect will happen? I mean, I'm seeing reports of uh, threats of mass, ex- mass execution for anybody who either is deemed to be a possible collaborator or anybody who tries to flee the city. What sort of things is ISIS preparing to do as these forces get closer and the noose gets tighter? Well, there are intimidation campaigns. There, there have been executions almost daily of, of what ISIS is calling traitors or collaborators that are working with the Peshmerga, the Americans, or the Iraqi security forces. So there's that type of intimidation campaign. Separately, ISIS has a guarantee system, whereas if I'm a Mosul resident and I'm going to go to Baghdad for something, I have to designate three family members that basically act as hostages, and they'll be killed if I don't return. So there's that type of thing that, that has been in place for two and a half years already. So ISIS already knows who to punish if people start working with the resistance. Um, separate from that, um, they basically uh, uh, set fire to this this sulfur mine, and, and that's been making a lot of the uh, <clears throat> a lot of the troops on the front lines sick and not you know nauseous, and and lighting oil uh, wells on fire. But you know you can expect. I mean I. When I was in Mosul, there are places you just can't you can't drive down with a tank or a striker vehicle, which is an up-armored armored personnel carrier. You can get there with Humvees, but there's such narrow roads, and they're all overwatched by these balconies where ISIS can employ snipers, ISIS can employ IEDs. And my concern is that the Shia militias and the Iraqi army simply rubble the areas like that, uh, basically causing mass civilian casualties, indiscriminate targeting of civilians, allowing ISIS to blend in with the refugees as they as they push out, and allows ISIS to, to morph into an al-Qaeda-like model where they don't raise the flag like you mentioned. They simply just go back into the population, start building their cells again, and carrying out high-profile attacks against uh, 
Iraqi what is the likelihood in your estimation that they would be able to, and, and having spoken to the Peshmerga, who obviously have a very uh, good view of the, of the situation and, and are running their own sources and, and intel all the time and have been for a long time, uh, the ability of, uh, of ISIS to do exactly that, to try to melt back into the civilian population, that would tend to work, it would seem, only if there was a perception among some, some pockets of Sunni Arabs that either there would, they're just terrified of retribution and so they're not going to sort of out ISIS even after they've lost ground, or there's some sympathetic, uh, sympathetic pockets of Sunni Arabs in Mosul who maybe uh, are more worried about the Shia militias than they are about ISIS guys being in charge. Is, is that a possibility, or is that going to be particularly difficult for them, given the perceptions of Sunni Arabs in Mosul about ISIS? I know that's a mouthful and a lot of stuff going on there, but basically no, 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 how, how, how possible is it for them to melt back into the population if the population is going to point them out and be like, get that guy? Well, well I think what's going to happen is ISIS, uh, the Sunni Iraqi members of ISIS that are from Mosul are going to allow the low-hanging fruit, the Chechnyan, the guy from Indonesia, the the guy from Pakistan, to to be the guys that the Sunnis say, look, there's an ISIS fighter, and those guys go away, and then allow themselves to to melt into the population. And then what that does is those those residents from Mosul know that that guy behind them, looking over their shoulder, is a member of ISIS, but also knows that he knows every member of their family. He knows every member. Where the, the fear of retribution will keep them silent, or there might actually be tacit approval for what the Iraqi from Mosul was trying to do as a member of ISIS. There's that. I will tell you that the Peshmerga are more concerned about the Shia militias than they are about ISIS. They're concerned about encroachment uh, towards Kirkuk and Hawija. Uh, the Shia militias say they're there to defeat ISIS. Uh, but you saw ISIS be able to conduct attacks in Kirkuk, and they were conducting the attacks from areas where the Shia militias were supposedly there to kill ISIS. So there's there's more concern about what the Shia militias are doing in this part of Iraq than there, than there is about ISIS. Again, like you said, less than 5,000 fighters in a population of 1.2 million. There's no reason to destroy the city for, for 5,000 people. A lot of those guys are going to go to ground. A lot of them are just simply going to leave or or like you mentioned, be ratted out by the, the Muslawis that that tell Iraqi security forces uh, who these guys are. Hopefully that's the case. One thing, one positive thing that I saw is there's a lot of intelligence sharing. There are Sunni residents in Mosul and the outlying towns that are trying to get intelligence to the Peshmerga and to Iraqi army units they consider credible to, to stay off to stay the Shia militia advance on Mosul. They don't want to see what happened in Ramadi and Fallujah and Tikrit happen to Mosul. So they're actually working. There's an underground system there that, that is against ISIS, and I think it needs to be cultivated. I think it needs to be allowed to, to grow, supported, and developed so that this becomes an intelligence-based operation and not simply one of retribution like a lot of the Shia militia commanders are saying. What is the post, uh, the sort of post- operation stabilization force supposed to be do they have that more or less in place i mean are the kurds going to sort of take the east bank of the tigris and the iraqi government will take the west how is this supposed to work well see that that's the interesting thing about how many how many groups are actually participating in the Mosul offensive if they had a priority list priorities one and two are not isis and securing the sunni population it's to ensure that the other groups don't gain more leverage the peshmerga have sworn to stay out they're simply there to, to, to go into blocking positions. The ISF is supposed to go in. Again, this is a predominantly Shia ISF. When I was there, 
these these were regular army units carrying sectarian flags into Kurdistan that not only sends a message to to Sunni the Sunni residents of Mosul that we are coming it also sends a message to the Kurds that we have primacy and that is an alienating signal and the Peshmerga were very concerned about it I talked to a Peshmerga commander who said hey we told him to take the flags down and then they put them right back up and I took some pictures and filmed some video of it because these aren't Shia militias carrying these sectarian flags these are uniformed Iraqi army carrying these flags meaning the militias are uniformed and are also in the Hashid al-Shabi or the Shia militia which is known as a popular mobilization units or the popular mobilization Why are the force. Shia militia more effective in in these sort of uh, you know door kicking house to house clearing operations than ISF that have had US training and have had a number of years now to kind of get it all together Well there are units within the Shia militias that, that are good at that when they're going after a high-value target. But in these cases, they're simply looking at neighborhoods and saying, collaborators, destroy it. And you're seeing an emphasis on the use of crude munitions, um, crude artillery and rockets that aren't, that aren't uh, precision-guided weapons. So there's that. If they're going after a high-value target, they'll do exactly what you said. If they're simply looking to punish a neighborhood, They'll, they'll basically rubble every building in that neighborhood. Who's to stop them if they start getting a, a little out of hand? I mean, we only have a small number of U.S. <laughs> troops there, and they're in an advisory role. If this thing gets ugly as they get inside Mosul city limits, can you see this getting out of hand pretty quickly? Well, Buck, all we have to do is look at Ramadi and Fallujah. Uh, security left to Shia militias in both cities. Um, they get to decide what residents get to come back. We we have lowered the standard for counterinsurgency so low that now it's simply, this is the strategy. Go in, punish a Sunni population, exit them from the town, rubble buildings in the town, replace the ISIS flag with an Iraqi flag, and call it success. Uh, during the U.S. occupation of Iraq, we never went into a city one time and declared victory. We had to go in numerous times, and we only got it right when we finally empowered the Sunni population to go after al-Qaeda. And in this strategy, since ISIS came into Iraq, there has been no instance yet to build a credible Sunni force to take, go after ISIS or to reconcile with the Iraq Sunni population to ensure ISIS doesn't get to come back. Michael Pregent is an adjunct fellow at the Hudson Institute. He's a former U.S. military intel officer. You can follow him, M.P. Pregent, on Twitter. Uh, Michael, always great to have you. Good to have you back safe and sound, and uh, come back soon. All right, thanks, Mark. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.